0: We're going to get into this last week of this series called Fresh Encounter. I believe that God wants every one of us to have a fresh encounter with Jesus every day. I believe he wants us to, to have an experience where he speaks to us. It might be the word of God. It might be in our prayer. It might be through a dream. It might be through a, 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 an impression that comes to our heart while we're praying. It might be just that overwhelming sense of love that comes into our heart uh, as we wait on God. It might, and my prayer is that today, right now, right in this room, right as you watch online, that you are going to have a moment a fresh encounter, an experience with God. And I want to look today at, at three different kinds of people or situations who need a fresh encounter. And I'm, I'm imagining and I'm hoping that, that something here is going to resonate with you in your story where you are right now in whatever the cir- circumstances you find yourself. You need a fresh encounter. The three types of people I'm going to talk to today who need a fresh encounter are those who are in the middle of divine delay, those in the middle of divine delay, those whose dream has died, you need a fresh encounter, and those who feel disqualified you need a fresh encounter as well. Now, if you're not in one of those categories exactly, don't worry, you can have a fresh encounter with God. And actually tonight, we've got a night of power where we're gonna be believing God for healings, miracles, deliverance, and freedom in the room and online. So join us tonight at six o'clock. But let's start with this. A fresh encounter for those who are in the middle of a divine delay. I was studying the, the story of Abraham this week, the story of Abraham where God came and gave him a promise at at 75 years old saying that when you, that I am going to give you, and his promise was this, three things, I'm going to bless you. I'm not just going to bless you. I'm going to give you a promised land and I'm going to give you a, a, a son who will become nations, like multiple descendants around the world. This is at 75 years old, God came and gave him that promise. Now that promise was not fulfilled until 25 years later. That's a long time between a promise and the fulfillment of a promise. He didn't have the baby until twenty-five years later. And as you read the story of Abraham, what I find amazing is on six separate occasions over those twenty-five years, God visited Abraham again and re re-established that promise every time in different circumstances. He visited him. He visited him um, in the desert. He visited him through through some people. He visited him, and he kept saying, Abraham, that promise. I gave you it stands you're not seeing anything change right now but it stands and you got six different times uh, and the Bible says uh, in um, across in uh, Genesis from 13 to about 18 you're going to have a son he'll be a great nation I'll bless the world through you and you'll inherit your promised land and I'm wondering how many of us here today have had some kind of promise from God that hasn't yet been fulfilled Some kind of promise through a prophecy, a scripture or a word, but God spoke to your heart and at that one moment it resonated and and you've been waiting for it to come to pass and I'm wondering today that if you just need God to come afresh and say, hey, that thing that I spoke to you about, that healing miracle that, that your, your son or your daughter, the prodigal coming back to me, that, that situation with your business, that whatever it might be, that thing I spoke to you about then, I haven't changed my mind. You're just on a divine delay. And when you're in a divine delay, God will, he'll keep showing up. He'll keep, and he'll give you pictures of things and he'll, and it mightn't be every day. You just hold on to the last thing that God said. But I want to lock in on one of these moments in the fourth time. And we don't know exactly within the 25 years what what moment the fourth time God came and visited him with. But this is what happened. In Genesis 15 verse one, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. He said, don't be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. And then he goes on and he says, the promise is going to be not through your your servant. Uh, It's going to be through your own son. He takes him outside of the tent. He says, have a look at the stars, the stars in the air. As many as you can see are going to be your descendants. Now, we don't know if he's 85 or 90, but at that moment, nothing's changed for him. But the Bible says he believed God and and it was counted to him as righteousness. He believed what God said. God gave him a new picture to look at. But I want us just to turn back to that verse where the Lord said, Abram, uh, I want you to know this. I am your shield and I'm your exceeding great reward. Now, sometimes when you've got a promise from God and you lock in on, this is what God said. And when it's, you know, God said, I'm going to get healed. And I came to that healing meeting and I didn't get healed and I'm disappointed. And that's natural. That's part of the process of faith. Disappointment, believing God's word, resetting my faith. That's the journey of faith. That's how it works for us. But disappointment can go on. But sometimes we can get a promise from God and we can lock in so much on the promise. And when this happens, when God answers that prayer, then I will be happy. When God answers that prayer, then I'll know he's my God. And you can lock in on that. And I love what God says to Abram. He says, Abram, I'm going to do all that, but I want you to know I am your exceeding great reward. Not the fulfillment of the promise is the exceeding great reward. I am your exceeding great reward. I, I'm I'm better than the fulfillment of the promise. I'm better than your dreams coming to pass. I am better, God says. And there are times where God, God comes along and he tests us and he says, what's more important to you? Me, myself, my, my face, my connection. Is that more important to you or is me answering your prayers? And you might have heard it like this. Am I seeking God's face? Or am I just seeking his hands? Do I just want him to do something for you? And I'm, I'm wondering today if some of us just, to, just have to go, all right, I'm putting that on the back burner right now because the timing of that is in God's hands. And Lord, when it comes to pass, awesome. If it comes to pass, awesome. If it doesn't come to pass, I'm okay with that. Because you're my exceeding great reward. And I, even if you, even though you slay me, Job said, I will worship you. Even though nothing gets better in my life, I will worship you because you are my exceeding great reward. I want to encourage someone today that it's not necessarily, it's not one or the other. Because God had that, he had that encounter. I'm your great reward. He had that encounter, but then he went and he said, now here's the promise. It's gonna come to pass. Just hang in there. Just, just stay believing. I wanna encourage somebody today, put God first and, and step into that. But at the same time, don't worry about the divine delay that's happening in your life. Just cause it hasn't happened yet, doesn't mean it's not gonna happen. I love the story of Abraham Lincoln. You might've heard this. He failed in business when he was 21 years old. He was defeated running for uh, legislature uh, at 22 years old. He failed in business again at 24 years old. His his sweetheart died at 26. He had a nervous breakdown at 27. He lost a congressional race at 34. He lost another race at 36. He lost a senatorial race at 45. He failed in an effort to become vice president at 47. He lost a senatorial race at the same year, age 47, and eventually at 52 became the president of the United States of America, and was used significantly by God to set people free in that day and age. And I'm wondering, some people today, we, we, you just need to know. Okay, just because I've had a setback in my dream, just because there's some di- divine delay going on right now for me, it does not mean your time is done. You're going to make it. I want to just encourage you today: make God your number one. Make God your number. Make Him bigger than the dream or the fulfillment of the promise. Second kind of person today I want to speak to is someone whose your dream has died. Your dream has died. It feels like it's, it's just gone. I heard Pastor Phil Pringle just recently on uh, C3 TV on a YouTube channel. The story of C3, which celebrates 40 years this year is being told with uh, the OGs, the originals are starting to tell the story, the the Pringles, the Kelsies, the McIntyres. And he tells the story of a dream from God saying, I want you to move to Sydney to plant a church. And at 20, I think he's in his early 20s, he moves to Sydney to start a church and it fails dismally. Just didn't, didn't go, didn't work. And so he said, I went back to New Zealand, uh, Pastor Phil Pringle, with my tail between my legs, embarrassed, discouraged, thinking this is not going to happen. The dream died inside of me. I laid it down. He said, I went and became a postman. Uh, he had a, a, a deliverance ministry, we like to call that. Oh, no, come on, that's not too bad. It's not too bad for eight o'clock on a Sunday morning. So, so he was delivering messages. He's still delivering messages. Okay, sorry, I'll just, I'll keep going on. But, but he went back and became a postman, gave up on the dream. The dream died on the inside of him. And then a, a couple of years later, God spoke to him about going to a place called Littleton to, to pastor an existing church. He did that. And eventually God came and said, the dream is, the dream is good. Move to Sydney. It's time. And he moved to Sydney. And sometimes inside of us, we can feel like we missed the moment. You can can have a sense that I had a dream for this and and the the window was there and it closed and I missed it. But I I feel like today God wants to speak to somebody and tell you, no, the dream might have died inside of you. But that is the process so often of a dream coming to pass. In fact, the Bible says this, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies it will not actually grow and become all that it's supposed to be my paraphrase sometimes a dream has to die and i love the story of moses he had inside of his heart a sense that his calling his purpose his divine purpose was to be a deliverer of the children of israel who were sleeves sleeves that's the kiwi version of slaves he was sleeves, He He was a sleeves Uh, they were slaves Slaves in Israel, uh, slaves in Egypt, and he had this sense inside of him that he was to be their deliverer. He was raised as a prince in the Egyptian palace, and he he he, wasn't—he never ended up being. He tried to. He went out there, and he actually—he tried in his own strength. He killed somebody. He killed an Egyptian who was mistreating an Israelite slave. And, And in his own strength, the Israelites rejected him as their deliverer, and so he fled to the desert of Midian. And he stayed there for 40 years. Talk about divine delay. He stayed there for 40 years. His dream died. That, that stirring that once was inside his heart for God's purpose for his life, just eventually died a thousand deaths and it was no longer there until one day an angel of the Lord appears to him in the middle of a burning bush. God, God comes to resurrect the dream that had died because, he's, because inside of him it, it's, it's there, it's died, but it's there. But God says, it's, it hasn't died for me. And he comes and he has a fresh encounter with God and he turns uh, sees a bush that's not burning out. There's an angel of the Lord. Uh, many scholars believe it was Jesus in the, in the bush speaking to him about uh, his future. And he said, come closer. And he says, take off your sandals. For the ground which you're standing on is holy. And he goes on and tells Moses, you're going to deliver the people. I've heard their cry. It's come up before me. This has always been my purpose. This has always, there's been something inside of you that's known you're born for something greater. It's inside of you. He says, I'm calling you to that. And and this is interesting. Moses goes, I can't even speak. I'm, I'm unable. Now, Acts chapter 7 verse 22 tells us this. Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. So, which guy is this? Is it the guy who says, God, I don't use me, I can't even speak? Or it was, is it the guy who was powerful in speech and action? Sometimes when your dream dies and you get into, the, into a spiritual wilderness feel like you've missed your moment in uh, the the opportunity in God sometimes what what goes not just the dream but it's your confidence you lose your confidence and so it's hard to even imagine that God's going to use you but I, I found this when God's got a dream for you and I and he's preparing us for that dream he allows things in us to die so that we know this is not based on my ability This is not based on my own skills. This is not based on my own experience. But God's got a dream for you. I want to tell someone here today, God's got a dream for you and he's not finished with you yet. He's not finished with you yet. He's got something of not just success but significance ahead for you down the track. And I love what he asked Moses to do. He asked Moses to take off his shoes. What that meant was it was a moment of humility. It It was a moment of submission. He was saying, "Okay, God, your—I—I I, I don't. This this symbolic moment of taking off your shoes—it was representative in Middle Eastern times that you take off your shoes when you're in the presence of someone greater than you." God said, "This is holy. Take off your shoes." In that moment, Moses is saying, "Not my will, but your will be done. Whatever you've got for me, God. Whatever you've got for me to step into." And I—I'm I, wondering today you know we're a church who believes in setting up moments of fresh encounter we would normally be about to go into our powerhouse conference right now it's killing me uh we, we would normally uh, we have weekends uh we call encounter day for new christians we have freedom experiences we have we have leaders big day outs. we have altar calls on sunday we we create as many opportunities as we can because i believe that one moment in God is enough to set up the next decade of your future that's why we need fresh encounters that's why I want us to open our hearts and be prepared for that I'm going to get our keyboard to come up uh, we're, we're going to get ready for a moment again I just I just want us to have moments where God can speak to us afresh the third person who needs a fresh encounter is the one who feels disqualified the one who feels disqualified Peter in the Bible is a classic one of this He denies Jesus three times. And Jesus is raised from the dead after he's crucified. He comes back. Peter meets with him. Jesus walks through a wall. Very cool moment. Peter meets with him. And the issue in Peter's heart of denial is not addressed in the first two times he meets with Jesus. I imagine Peter, who's the outspoken one, Probably leaning back in the room a little bit, just sitting still. Everyone else is, wow, amazing. And he's got shame on him. He's got this cloak of shame. And when everyone else is, whoa, Peter's like, I'm the guy who said I wouldn't deny you, but three times I denied you. What's written on his heart from that experience is, I'm disqualified. And so the third time Jesus comes and meets with the disciples, Peter's gone fishing. He's gone back to his old way of life. I'd say in Peter's heart, he knows he's going to go to heaven now. Jesus resurrected from the dead and he's met with Jesus. He's right with God. You might be here today and you're not sure if you're going to go to heaven. You might be watching online and you're not sure if you're going to go to heaven when you die. In a moment, I want to lead you in a prayer. So that you can be absolutely confident that you're going to go to heaven when you die, because when you die, because you're right with Jesus. I believe Peter in that moment he's good for heaven because he hung around with the disciples and he met Jesus, but his sense of destiny has gone. How can I, the denier, be used by God? How can I become a fisher of men? So he goes back to his old ways. He goes fishing. He takes he's, he's a leader. He takes the disciples. Let's just go fishing. I don't know what Jesus has got planned and he's not with us every day like he used to be. Let's go fishing. They go fishing. And Jesus shows up. Have you caught any fish? And they go, no. And he goes, throw your net in the other side. First time Jesus met with the, the disciples, the early days of meeting with the disciples, he said, push your boat out into the deep. And they caught an amazing supernatural haul of fish. This is the second moment. He says, throw your net on the other side. They, they get another supernatural haul. Uh, call of fish Peter realizes from the boat that it's Jesus who yelled that out and he runs to he swims to Jesus and Jesus is there cooking him breakfast the son of God is making them breakfast and then he comes and he talks to Peter and he, he goes deep into Peter's heart but Peter says had denied him three times Jesus asks him three questions Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me more than these? Do you love me? He asks him. For every time he got denied, he goes deep into Peter's soul, questioning him and drawing out the shame that was inside of him because he spoke to the issue in Peter's heart. And this is so the way God gets prodigals. It's so the way that God... Captures us when we feel disqualified. He'll often do something supernatural for us. Just not because we tithed, went to church, or deserved it, just because he loves us. He just something supernatural. A, a random blessing. And it's God trying to get our get our attention with a sign. Then very often he does something kind. Jesus cooked him breakfast. I love it. It says in Romans 2:4, don't you know how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can you see that His kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? God doesn't come out all guns blazing, you sinner, you're evil. That's not how the gospel gets preached. Our hearts usually condemn us. God says, I love you, it's His kindness. I know a a prodigal who was running away from God, young man. And I watched God set up kind moment after kind moment. One of them was in the perfect window of time for this young man. He ran into a preacher who was from the other side of the world, who happened to randomly cross paths with him, grabbed him, took him to the shops, and spent a couple of hundred dollars buying him new clothes when this young man was running away from God. That's how God works. He's just kind. It's the, I often find God wants to use you and I in acts of kindness to people who we think don't deserve it because they've turned their back on God. But He, he wants us to show His love and kindness to people, be tuned in for that. And then what He does when we feel disqualified is He, he gets down into the heart. He doesn't let the issue go. He addresses the issue. He asks the hard questions gets into our heart and he lifts those things off us. So we're going to pray together right now. Whether you're in divine delay and you need a fresh encounter, whether you're feeling like your dreams died and you need a fresh encounter, or whether you just feel disqualified, this is what I want us to do. I'm going to ask us I'm going to pray for three groups of people. I'm going to ask you, if this is you and you're watching online right now, when I say the category that you go, that's me, I want you either to stand up if you can or put your hand up and respond to God. For everyone in the room, if you're like, when you spoke about that, that resonated with me, I want you to stand up and I'm going to pray. So firstly, if you're like, you're in divine delay. The promises of God are slow. And you know you need God just to come and speak to you. You know you need a fresh encounter. Just stand up wherever you are. You're in divine delay. Put your hand up or stand up. And I'm going to pray for you. In divine delay. Promises of God seem to be taken way too long. Right in your room right now. Father, I'm praying for the promise of God to come right now afresh. Fresh pictures. Fresh thoughts. Encouragement, But Lord, I pray more than anything in this moment that you would be there exceeding great reward. You would be more important than the breakthrough. Come right now, Holy Spirit. Come right now. Come right now. Just as you showed Abraham, stars, show signs of your kindness and mercy to these ones today. In Jesus' name. can sit down. Thank you. Those of you watching, just wait. If you're saying, John, my dreams died and I don't even feel like I can pick it up again, but I believe there's some people and your dreams died and God's coming to you today and He wants, like He did with Moses, to have a fresh encounter with you because His dream for your life hasn't died. If that's you, would you just, again, just stand up? You might stand up for every one of these things. Just stand up. Put your hand up if you're watching online. The dream I once had from God's died. Father, I'm praying. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Let there be fresh encounters right now. For the dreams that have died, come. Restore confidence. When confidence has been lost. Restore confidence in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Show yourself in the burning bush. Show yourself today, right now, in the night hours. Show yourself to people, I pray. Amen, you may be seated. Maybe you feel disqualified. Like I say, you might be standing up or putting your hand up for every one of these feel like oh i've missed it i've missed the mark because of something i've done and i've disqualified myself you don't have to tell me what it is today but i'm going to pray for those of you who feel like that would you stand up as well just this is part of our humbling ourselves take off your feet you're on holy ground you're on holy ground you're on holy ground online right now melbourne you're not disqualified father i pray your love and presence would come into this room into every room peel back the shame Jesus let the kindness of God draw us to repentance do the work in our hearts I pray in Jesus name Amen Amen you can be seated There's a beautiful sense of God's presence right with us right now. Sometimes when I talk to people about having a relationship with God, you can feel like, well, I'm just not worthy. I've disqualified myself. I've done too much stuff that if God only knew, well, can I just tell you, He knows. That's why He sent Jesus. That's why He died on a cross so that you and I can be forgiven of every sin. There's not a sin he can't forgive. That means he doesn't sort of just pretend it didn't happen. He draws a line. He erases it from our lives. So I'm wondering right now, if you're here today in this room or on site and you don't have a relationship with God, I would love to lead you into a relationship with God. I'd love to lead you into that connection with him. You might have prayed a prayer once before and you once became a Christian. But right now, you know you're not walking with God. It's time. It's time to get back right with Him. You might be sure if you're going to go to heaven when you die. It's time to get back right with God. So can I ask us just right, right now to close our eyes online and in this room. Close your eyes. If you're saying John today, I did think I was disqualified. I did think that my my mistakes and sins had canceled me out. But I hear the good news that Jesus Christ died for my sin so I could be completely forgiven and have a relationship with God. If you're saying, today, I want a relationship with God. I want that forgiveness. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in this room. Or online, we're going to ask you in a moment to connect with us. If you're saying, John, I... I Something's missing in my life. I need that fresh start you're talking about. I, I need to get right with God. In a moment, I want you to raise your hand and say, that's me. If you're not sure if when you die, you're going to go to heaven, I want you to pray this prayer together with all of us in just a moment. So if this is you, I want you right where you are uh, in this room. Would just raise your hand? You're saying, John, I want to connect with God. I want to get right with God. I want to be forgiven of my sin. Can you pray for me? Can you lead me in a prayer? For those of you watching online, your heart will be pounding because God's speaking to you about getting right with Him. You're not disqualified. You can connect with Him today. Fantastic. Awesome. See your hands. That's so good. So good. There's others online right now. You're saying yes to God in your heart. And this is what I want us to do. Can we all pray this prayer together after me? Pray this right now. Dear God in heaven, I thank you that you love me, that you sent your son Jesus, to die on a cross for me I'm sorry for my sin I'm turning to you today to follow you with all my heart forgive me I renounce the devil and all his works fill me with your Holy Spirit and the power of God I thank you today I'm forgiven I'm born again going to heaven In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, awesome.